step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Where's Lewis? Now, Lewis. Lewis Howard. The Professionals of Professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Lewis Howard Live. I am he, and you have joined the conversation our goal is help you become the best version of yourself. And we thank you and welcome all our first-time listeners to the podcast, to the program, to the radio show. I just enjoy this. I was talking with some friends yesterday about how long I'd been doing this, and they asked me, you know, because it sounds like I've been doing it a long time, which I have. I've been on and off in broadcasting most of my life. Yeah, I worked in news and did reporting and stuff like that, and we started this in 2009, and there was only few platforms that even did podcasts and now there's hundreds right maybe many of you listen to me might have your own podcast just checking out and see how i do so you can do your own thing that's cool and uh but we have reached the top five of platforms in the world for blog talk so we're one of the top shows on the blog talk radio platform and i owe that to you the listeners because we have a stadium full of listeners over 100,000 people, and uh, I could not keep doing what I'm doing if you weren't doing what you're doing is sharing the show, listening, and downloading, and all around the world. So we're not just doing this in the United States and Canada, but we're in Japan. We're in Italy. We are in Australia. We're in the U.K. Uh, where else are we at? We are in the Philippines. So we are reaching around the world. Also, I want to announce that I've got my new book coming out this fall, and it's called Hold your crown, staying steady in crisis. A little bit about what our show is today. So I'm very excited to that. If you want to get an early copy of it, you can email me, lewis at lhoward360.com, or you can catch me on Facebook on the Lewis Howard Live or Twitter and Instagram at the Lewis Howard. So let me know. We can get you some advanced sign copies. And of course, I don't want to leave out my other two children, the Inside the Mind of Champions book on Amazon. And of course, from here to there, the biopic journey of achieving over a billion dollars in real estate transactions and just coming from a hard place and getting to a place of success. So enjoy those. Those are for you. Hey, today we're going to talk about who's in your elevator, who are you hanging with, 
Who are you running with? And I'm going to share some insights on why that is important. Um, A friend ain't just a friend. A homie ain't just a homie. A buddy ain't just a buddy. They matter. And who you hang out with matters. So years ago, I was working at part of the many things I've done over my career. I was working as a manager um, for a real estate, for a mega real estate team in Keller Williams. It was one of the number one teams in Keller Williams at the time. And so I was working in a management capacity. And one of the partners coined a phrase, or I heard him say the phrase of, who's in your elevator? And that kind of stuck with me and it didn't make sense. You know, as somebody who rides elevators, I'm sure you do. You don't think about who's in the elevator because most of the time we don't talk to the people in the elevator. Right. Especially now during the pandemic, because we're all masked up and shielded up and people turned opposite way uh, following instructions of the buildings, depending on what you're in. But who's in your elevator does matter. And so that phrase sort of stayed with me uh, about who's in your elevator. Jim Rowan, who was a great motivator, I really, not exaggerating, I love this man. This guy was awesome. He was so practical. Uh, Every salesperson, every entrepreneur dreams, I got a chance to hear him in person several times, and I have digested much of his material. Jim Rowan, many of you that know motivational speaking, know Jim Rohn. Well, Jim Rohn had a saying, famously he said, we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Now, most of us don't think of that way because we just attract people and we hang out with people and we don't think about sometimes their impact on us. But Jim says, you are the average of the five people that are around you. There have been studies that out of uh, uh, Yale and Harvard, which showed the income of people who stayed together and became friends or partners after graduating studies showed that um, nobody rose higher than the five people. So if you want to make $50, you, you, you got to be around people making $50 or $100, right? Because if you're around people making $25, then you're going to average out. In other words, people will bring you down or up to the level that you want to be. Say it again. They'll either bring you down or they'll bring you up. And we all know that people sometimes in our life bring us down, right? That person's a downer. Every time around, it's like a drain to listen to this person, right? So do I want that person in my elevator? Do I want that person around me when I'm going for my goals and dreams and plans. So whatever your mission is, whatever your drive is, whatever your going concerns are, the people around you impact your ability to obtain these goals and these objectives. And that's what we're going to break down today. And hopefully you'll take one thought out of what I will say, and it'll make a difference in your journey on the way. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump right into who's in your elevator. How do you determine it? How do you plan for it? And how do you make it work? Stay tuned. We're going to give a shout out to our sponsors. This is Lewis Howard Live. We'll be right back.
Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. Hey, if you're just joining us, this is Lewis Howard Live joining the program. And today we're talking about who's in your elevator. Who are you hanging with? Who is a part of your daily conversation? Who are you TikToking with? Who are you Instagramming with and text messages and hanging out and doing stay-at-home orders with? Right? So who's in the elevator is important. All right, so we talked a little bit about just kind of the intro piece of that. And now just want to talk a little bit about tools, okay? Abraham Lincoln was quoted as saying, give me six hours to chop down a tree. I'll spend the first four hours sharpening the ax. that amazing, right? He said, I'll chop the tree, but I'm going to spend more time in preparation. He also had a quote that I like. It says, I will study and I will prepare, and then my opportunity will come. So to achieve any level of success, you need to spend time practicing. You've got to acquire the tools that you need to succeed, right? If you're going to school, you need certain tools to learn. You need a pencil, you need note paper, books, calculator, smartphone, so you can cheat, right? Whatever you need is a tool, in life. Most of us have to get certain training in order to have the tools for jobs that we're hired, right? If you are a carpenter, you got to have some tools. You you can't come there empty-handed and going to build something. So, in life, if you want to build an elevator that will attract the right people, then it takes um tools. Okay? So, when I uh, prepare for something, let's say I got a meeting and I'm going to prepare for an hour meeting, I typically spend eight hours working on whatever I'm going to prepare for. I'm not into cramming. I'm not into 15 minutes before the meeting trying to gather all the materials that I need for that meeting. I spend time in preparation. How much preparation do you spend? How much time do you invest into something that could be a game-changing opportunity, right? What I try to do is I try to imagine every question, every objection, or every situation that might come up. Years ago, I coined the phrase, have the answer before the question comes. So tools and preparation lay the groundwork for this activity, right? I can walk into a meeting and I can have the questions. I know the question because I've walked through the questions in my mind. And so when they come, I've already got the answer. Nothing is more impressive than getting 100% on a pop test, right? People like to pop test you. They like to see what you know before they want to be around you. If you are on any kind of successful person, I promise you they're going to pop quiz you. They're going to find out what you know. They're going to poke around in your mind just to see 
Are you someone that can add or multiply to me? So you got to have those questions before you come. People ask you, what do you do? What's your job? What's your role? What's your passion? What's your goal? These are answers you got to have before those questions come. These are things I ask people in interviews. What's your goal? Tell me about what you want to do. Tell me about what drives you. Tell me about things you like. Tell me about things you don't like. Tell me about some situations you did well in. Tell me about some situations you didn't do well in. So if your preparation only leaned toward the good, if I ask you about something negative, you know what people do? Well, I don't really have any weaknesses or I don't really know of any situations that didn't go well. It's not that they don't know. They just didn't prepare for that question. That makes a difference. And that can make a difference in being hired or rejected because you didn't answer the question. Because anybody in management or leadership know everybody's got weaknesses. I got weaknesses. You got weaknesses. So if you want to attract successful people and successful opportunity, I got to know what those weaknesses are. And I got to prepare when that question comes. I got to be able to answer that. Only intoxicated or foolish people, right, jump into stuff without knowing the score without knowing what the deal is. I just jump right in the middle of something. Just going to sit down and go for the opportunity, ask for the loan, try to do the deal, ask the girl out, do whatever. And you don't even know what the score is, right? You haven't prepared. You got no tools. You don't even know what you're doing. Okay, then you're going to fail. Then don't blame other people when you fail. If you don't prepare and you go into a situation and you get rejected, it's not always because of your gender. It ain't always because of the color of your skin. It ain't always because of your name or your family origin. Sometimes it's because you were sloppy and didn't prepare and didn't have the answer. So sometimes we have to take responsibility. Preparation is your responsibility. Tools are your responsibility, right? I remember Chris Rock, one of my favorite comedians. And uh, he would say, hey, look, studying is your responsibility. Keeping the lights on is daddy's responsibility, right? So we all have a role that we have to learn how to play and be accountable for that. And so spend the time to develop the tools that you need to succeed. What preparation do you need? And only you can answer that. I can't answer that for you. Other people can't answer for that for you. You got to know yourself. You got to know, when do I like to get up? When do I like to go to bed? What am I good at? What am I not good at? What drives me? What demotivates me? Those are answers you have to learn and know for your own self and build tools around you to do that. Number two is to determine who's in your elevator and attract people in your elevator, you got to have a philosophy, right? You got to have some mindset on the way that you think. Philosophy is the study fundamentals of nature, knowledge, reality, and existence, right? So my philosophy is what's my reality, okay? Am I a good person? Am I a bad person? Am I a different person? Am I hard to get along with? What is my reality, Okay. What is my existence? Where am I? Where am I in my life? Right. Where am I in my time zone? We all hit milestones. You know, you're 10 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old, 70 years old, 80 years old, 90 years old. You hit milestones at those different ages. Where are you? Where are you in your thinking? 
right? Some people don't even know that they're negative. And so that becomes their philosophy. The glass is always half empty. That's their philosophy. I'm keeping it real. That's their philosophy. Everybody's savage. That's their philosophy. All men cheat. That's their philosophy. Okay? All women are bad. That's their philosophy. And they make decisions out of that. If you go into a relationship, you think all men cheat, you're going to make your decisions around that. You're going to build a whole relationship around the guy's going to cheat on you. And then when he does, you're going to say, see, I knew that. But you built a framework around that because that was your philosophy. Jim Rowan taught me that philosophy is like a guidance system. It's like a GPS. It heads you in a direction based on thought, right? Your philosophy on relationships, as we just mentioned, money, life, politics, anything develops a GPS on who you're going to hang around with and who you're going to listen to. Some of you have the philosophy that's consistent with certain news programs. Those are the only ones you listen to. Some of you love the philosophy of Rachel Maddow. So that's who you listen to. Others like CNN, Don Lemon, that's who they listen to. That's the only person that they want to listen to. That's your philosophy. So my philosophy is to be a world citizen. So I want to hear multiple voices. I go around the world to see what is going on with news and programs and insights. And then I put that into my thinking, which helps me sort of shape my decisions, my choice. What is your philosophy? The road to success in academia is paved by studying other people's philosophy. You're, if you're in college, you, you study other people's works. You study history. You study philosophy. You, you study languages that were created by other cultures, right? You study math that was created by the Phoenicians. Mathematics, all right? Can't pronounce that today. But mathematics, right? It was created by the Phoenicians. They were one of the ones that did that, sundials and things like that. Well, we study that to understand how we live in our culture today. Socrates was a Greek philosopher, and his philosophy still impacts our culture today. He was a Greek philosopher from Athens who is credited as one of the founders of Western philosophy. You probably didn't even know that because you know why? You didn't study that. That's not relevant to you. You're just looking at what comes up on your, your device or your iPhone, not knowing that that's actually driven by somebody that lived thousands of years ago. Okay, so that determines your philosophy. So I want to determine my own philosophy. I want to understand why I think the way I do and who's influencing me. Right. In other words, if I want to be rich, I need a philosophy on money. I need a philosophy on wealth. Right. If I want to be a fashionista, I need a philosophy on clothes and design and sewing and patterns. If I want to be a great musician and a great artist, I need a philosophy on how to write great songs, how to move people, how to inspire them. Right. Not just go in the studio and lay down a track and hope somebody buys it. But I want to put a philosophy behind everything that I'm doing because if I'm a great songwriter and I put the right philosophy around it, a producer might hear it and say, I like that philosophy and that words and what they did. We want to give them a deal. 
right? That's how it grows. That's how you get the right people in your elevator through the way you think, through your philosophy. Before we go to break, Socrates said, let them who move the world first, they've got to move themselves. If you want to take the world, you got to take yourself. You want to go out and take mountains and spheres and regions and places, you got to take your own mountain in your own life, which means you got to have your own set philosophy that is immovable, right? Transferable, but immovable in your thinking. Hey, we're going to take a quick break again. And when we come back, a few more thoughts on who's in your elevator. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live. I'm Lewis, and we'll be right back after these messages. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.com. Hey, welcome back to Lewis Howard Live. We're talking about who's in your elevator. If you're just joining us, if you missed any part of a course, you can always go back. We're on 24-7 on multiple platforms, and you can get that Apple, iTunes, FM Player, uh, the list goes on, um, Stitcher. We're on, we're on pretty much everything. You can Google Lewis Howard Live and it will come up with all the shows. So if you miss any part of it, go back and get that. We're talking about who's in your elevator and how do I determine if the people in my elevator are the right people in my elevator, right? So we talked about your philosophy dictates that, right? Who you hang with in part is based on your philosophy, your mindset of the kind of people you like to be around. Unfortunately, sometimes the people we like to be around are not good for our growth. They're not good for our trajectory, right? Taking us up higher. They may be good to hang out with and have beverages with and drink and chew or whatever you do, but they don't move your life. And that's why sometimes we look at people and we go, I'm not feeling you. Right? I'm not feeling hanging out with you not feeling dating you, not feeling being married to you. That's really bad when you get to that level, right? But the reality is we have 50% of all marriages end in divorce. So something is creating that. So you have to decide up front what my philosophy is. And then I want to get people who match that philosophy. Number two is you need to take control, right? Either do something with life or life will do something with you. And take control by building your own script, your own blueprint, your own movie, if you will. You know, years ago, I played what I call the supporting cast member in a lot of people's movies. People that were successful or had what I didn't have, you know, maybe they had the cool cars, they made a, a bigger income per year, you know, I had friends and they would make, you know, and they would whip out $300,000 checks and show me. And, you know, I wanted to be around that. But the way I had to be around that was I had to be a supporting cast member. I had to play second fiddle. I had to be the hanger on 
Okay, even though I was successful in my own right, but because I was playing in their movie, I had to play by their rules. So they would set the rules of engagement, right? Where are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? Where are we going to go? They would set those rules. And I didn't always necessarily agree with it, but I would went along with it because I wanted to be in their elevator. Okay, I wanted to be in their circle, in their sphere. Are you the supporting cast member to somebody else's movie? Okay, you have to make that decision. Some people like to be the name behind the name. Some people are called to be second chair, as we would say in the music world. I was in band. So in band, you're either first chair or you're second chair. No matter what the section is, whether it's horns, flutes, it doesn't matter. There's first chair and then there's second chair. And first chair is always the boss, right? They are the soloist, they lead, and then second chair is always responsible for following along with first chair. You don't want to ever get a look from first chair, which means you messed up. You went off. You you tried to do a solo when you're not supposed to do the solo, right? So that's what it means to play second fiddle, right? And I didn't mind doing it in certain cases. So if I were around my multimillionaires or billionaire uh, people or great pastors and great leaders, hey, I sat there and I kept my mouth closed. And the reason is because in those situations, I was there to learn. I had a purpose to be there because I was trying to gleam what they know. But if that's not the case, then you have to ask yourself, why am I playing second fiddle? You know, I watch it. I live on the on the beach. And so I get to watch people come and go, come and go. And I can always tell the girl who's first chair and then all the other girls who are second and third chair. You can just always tell the way they walk, the way they lead. And you can just tell this person is leading where they're going to go eat at how long they're going to stay, and what the next destination is going to be. And that's okay if that's what you want to be. But if you're called to have something bigger and greater, at some point you are going to have to step out and create your own show, your own script, your own movie. I got tired of being the supporting cast member. So I made the decision that I was no longer going to be somebody's Robin. To Batman. I am going to be Batman. Okay. I'm going to be the superhero. I'm tired of being the sidekick, right? Or as women would say, I'm tired of being the bridesmaid and never the bride. It's time for me to be the bride. So it's time to step up and become that leader, that position, because it gets old walking in other people's shadow. It gets old and, and it gets tiring. And we see this in, in Hollywood and big celebrities that sometimes their own squad turns against them because they got their homie or their boy from the hood and school and, and play. And, and he's tired of being in Allen Iverson's shadow. Right. He's tired of always picking up the luggage and the meals and the things like that. He wants to be first chair. But unfortunately, if you're running with a superstar and a lister, you don't get to be first chair. You're going to be second chair, right? So you have to make that decision and decide, where do I want to be? How do I want to do? I decided to start my own movie, as I said, and create my own bubble. Now, that means I got less people, but you know what? That's okay with me. 
because I got to start with something and then it'll grow into something good where I, the people that I've got around me, then I am, I am happy and I can communicate with them. I had a time where I just had people coming and going out of my life and I couldn't learn much from them because sometimes they hear they would go away and then they would parachute in because they had my phone number. Hey, what's going on? Out of nowhere. Right. Interrupt, distract, take me off of something maybe that I was doing uh, better or different at the time. People do that. They parachute in. Right. And so you don't need that. You need people that have consistency and stability around you and also people that are going to challenge you. They're going to tell you when you are cray cray. They're going to tell you when you're off. They're going to tell you when you need to step up. You need those kind of people in your elevator. Right. You don't need people just blowing sunshine in your face, telling you everything is all right. Again, back to the Hollywood and celebrity thing. We see that a lot where celebrities just surround themselves with yes men and yes women. And they end up, you know, getting in problems and trouble because nobody told them they were falling. Nobody told them that what they were doing wouldn't be good and wouldn't last long. And they just went right along with them and boom, they hit the bottom. Okay? I don't want people to let me do that. I saw people in my life literally watch me start to go over the edge and didn't say a word. Okay, So those people are gone. Can't handle those. Can't, can't work with those people. So when people are coming and going, you don't learn much. Time to strike out on your own. It's time for you to start your own band. Right? Uh, I'm a fan of the Jackson Five and because I kind of grew up in a little bit of that era. And so, you know, we all watched the Jackson Five, ABC, you know, I Want You Back, you know, those classic songs from the Motown era. But something happened in 1979, and it was the change of the family structure. It was Michael Jackson deciding he was going to go solo. He was no longer going to be part of the Jackson 5, this iconic group that had entertained millions. Michael Jackson decided, I'm going out on my own. I'm going to start my own movie, my own show. And it was quite controversial at the time. Would they lose fans? Would people follow him? Who would produce him? And Quincy Jones tells this story probably much better than I am, but Quincy Jones ended up producing Michael Jackson uh, because Michael Jackson started in a movie called The Wiz. And through that, he met Quincy Jones and they formed a partnership and the rest is history. But 1979, Michael said, hey, Jermaine, Tito, guys, love you, but going to have to get up out of here and do my own thing. That's not easy, right? When you break away from people and you decide that, hey, you can no longer be in my elevator or I'm going to break away and I'm going to do my own thing. That's not always easy. And people get offended and you may lose some people in the process, but you have to have the courage to go out and build your own script with the purpose of making a blockbuster movie, making a blockbuster life for your South. Sometimes you got to break away from parents. You got to break away from friends. You got to break away from old places that you keep frequently that's not helping you grow. But that's all a part of taking control and building 
your own script. You got to go for it. Just go for it. Don't, the worst thing you can do is fail. That's it. You can fail. And you know what? Those people will still be there. They might be mad and butthurt that you did it. But most times people will take you back if you have to go back. But I believe that you will find that you won't have to go back. There are days I want to go back to where I was just a few years ago because at times it's a little bit lonely and I don't have all those people that I had before in my elevator. But then I remind myself that I'm on a mission, I'm on a purpose, and I'm going someplace, and life will attract to me the right people eventually that will be in my elevator, right? Lastly is build your own team. Leadership begins when you learn how to first lead yourself. So the first member of your team is you. You got to lead yourself, right? You got to take your own mountain. You've got to be the one that takes charge of the direction of your purpose and mission. In, in partnership with God and the divine, of course, and universe and, and good philosophy, but you're leading that. You are now the band leader. You are now the star in your own movie. And so that includes leading yourself away from people, places, and things that are inconsistent with your bubble or your playbook. That's leadership. You have to lead yourself away from that, right? You just don't say that, stay in a situation that you know is compromising your goals, your dream. You need to push eject. I am quick, okay? You want to know how speedy I am in one area, I'll push eject on people really quick. If I find somebody that is constantly negative and drawing me away uh, from where I want to go and where I want to be, I just push eject. I just had to do it. I had a friend that showed up from the past. Him and I ran. I was the Batman to his Robin. And we ran around and had a lot of fun and did a lot of things. And that, that situation didn't end well for a number of different reasons. So I hadn't talked to him. And all of a sudden, he parachuted in. And he wanted to pick up where we had left off. The only problem is he had become a much bitter version of himself. He had become far more negative, far more condescending than he'd ever been. And so I thought about it overnight. I made the decision. I sent him a message and says, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I don't think we're going in the same direction. And I blocked him. End of story. Didn't even get a chance to respond back. That's how serious and committed I am to building my team. How serious are you? How serious are you to reach your goal, your dream? This is not a dress rehearsal, people. This is the main event of your life. You will not get a second chance at this. You've got to make it work. Successful and great people don't come into crowded spaces. That's why they have VIP, right? They go where there is room for them. You need to push eject on probably a few people so you can make room for new people to come into your life, right? You can't just exchange bodies like that. It doesn't work that way. You need to have the room. I got room right now for successful people to come in. I've got room for partners to come in. I've got room for new ideas and new concepts. I've got room. I keep it on reserve. It's like sitting down at a table, and if there's a three 
people at the table. I have a friend, he sets the table for four all the time. And he said that is for the guests that might come. That's an amazing way to live and think. Most people wouldn't do that, right? But you have to keep room because sometimes I was that guest. And they said, we already have room for you. How cool is that? Instead of getting up, scrambling, trying to get plates and, and, and flatware and trying to see if they have enough food and is there enough, you've been in those kinds of situations and you feel uncomfortable. You feel like you just parachuted in on somebody's fun. But when you come in and there's already room made for you, how cool is that? That's what you want successful and great people and whoever you're trying to attract into your elevator, leave room in the elevator. Don't make it a crowded, hot mess because people don't want to get involved in hot messes. People don't want to get involved when your trauma got trauma. Okay, They want a place of peace. People like to hang around me. One of the things they tell me is that you're so calm. You're so peaceful. That's on purpose. That's not because I'm on Prozac. Okay, that's because that's my mindset. That is how I live. What you see is what you get. Because I don't know when, where, and what place somebody great, somebody awesome might step into my life. Yes, it requires planning. Yes, it requires some hard decisions. But as we said at the beginning of this segment, either you do something with life or life will do something with you. So, it's not easy. It takes time to build relationships. It takes time to uh, uh, attract great opportunities. They don't happen overnight. I've been at this a long time, and I'm still waiting on many things that I want to see happen. I know that it will, but it takes time. Sometimes it's not like heat it and eat it, going to McDonald's or Jack in the Box and getting a meal. It doesn't work that way. You may instantly post it on your Facebook or your social media, but it may take years for it to actually manifest so you can walk around in it. So your job in between is to keep preparing, keep investing in the tools and preparation, keep learning, keep changing, and keep growing, and you will attract the people, places, and things in your life that will take you to the highest of the highest levels, so high you will even shock yourself. You won't even recognize yourself when you get to that level. Hey, thanks again for joining us for another edition of Lewis Howard Live. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, LinkedIn, if you're so inclined. We post everywhere, and we reach around the world, and we're excited to continue to do this every week. And you can download our shows 24-7. Many of our past shows, I believe we have over 500 episodes now, so there's lots of content there. And just to remind you, the new book, Holding Your Crown, Staying Steady in Crisis, will be out this fall, and you can get early copies or pre-order them, if you will. We'll have them on Amazon, uh, our partner, our book publishing partner there, so that we can continue to provide you more and more content. Hey, we'll see you again on another edition of Lewis Howard Live. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.